This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Extra love uh, for Lasher's Elk Grove Dodge oh, yeah. uh, and their amazing support of, of D-Lo and KC and, and, and game day with D-Lo and KC yes. and, and, and all that they've done for us, man. Appreciate yes. you guys. Yo, this is, uh, I just want to say real quick, with that game day that'll be done, it's going national um, for the last two games of the season. That's right, mm, two games. I see you. I'm telling you right I now. I see you. Um, man, I'm I'm just so happy to be able to do that again for uh, this year. This is sometimes you know I feel like um, get lost in it. Like, man, I grew up rooting for the 49ers, grew up rooting for the Kings, and now I get an opportunity to have my voice heard for these two teams and speak and do all this other stuff. That's what game day gave me the opportunity to do, gave uh, you the opp- gave me the opportunity to work with you and things of that nature. Man, I, 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 I can't tell people that support it, uh, thank you enough, man. It, it was a, another great season. Yeah. Looking forward to do it again next year. Yeah, we'll do it again uh, next year for sure. Uh, we're done airing San Francisco 49ers games uh, on this radio station. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for them. Go get the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but much like the Sacramento Kings, it doesn't matter where the games air. We're going to bring you the best uh, Sacramento Kings coverage, and we're going to bring you uh, the best San Francisco 49ers coverage, uh, no matter how deep. Uh, the competitors' pockets are. Uh, we've got you for sure. It's not enough. It's it'll. It's not enough. <laughs> and I assure you, it never will be. Uh, will Z says to add some numbers to the discussion. The Kings are eighteen and three when they score a hundred and twenty plus wow. so far this year. I'm missing the third. I got the Lakers, the Seventy Sixers. Well, let me try and guess this. Let me try and guess this one. Anybody got it off the top of their head? 120 or more. The Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. Yeah. That's right. Damn it. Good yeah. for you. All close games, too. They were? Well, I mean, they should be if you score 120. Well, well no, I remember I remember I remember a game. <sighs> I don't remember. Maybe I don't remember if this was Luke Walton or Dave Yeager. But they scored 139 and I think they lost by 20. Oh my I believe gosh. it was to, I believe it was to the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh my god. Oh yeah, gosh. it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. No, that's terrible. Yeah, somebody look up what the final score of that game was. <laughs> that was a disaster. Terrible. Yeah, it was it was it was it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> you mentioned you you mentioned something a, a minute ago that got me thinking. What can the you, you kind of ask, what what are you going to do at this point in the season? For, 45 games into the season, you kind of are who you are. Mm-hmm. And it, it – not that I, I believe Monty should sit on his hands or anything like that, but what's a small move really going to do? Like, for example, let's we'll, we'll use the Mason Plumlee deal, mm-hmm. right? Everybody believes Mason Plumlee's on the trading block from Charlotte, an expiring contract, Charlotte worst team in the league, blah, 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 blah. He fits here as a backup to Sabonis. Great. Like, what do you realistically think that does, though, mm. for the Sa- for, for for the Sacramento Kings defense? Mm. Because that's what this discussion is mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. It's about can the team get better defensively? Yeah. And bringing in a player, hey, I, I've I've got respect for Mason Plumley and his forty seven brothers that play in the uh, association, no doubt. But he's just going to come in here, and suddenly the Kings are going to be the defensive juggernaut, or to not be so you know, over the top. So Mason Plumlee is going to come in here and just all of a sudden the Kings are going to be an average defensive team. Hmm. Like explain, explain that to me. 
I don't think it like I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. I think as much as we came in with high hopes of a better defense, the better defense is just better moments. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just better moments of defense. And you hope as we get down this this stretch of, you know, four the, the, the final, you know, thirty some odd games or whatever, that there are more better moments of defense. Mm-hmm. But if you think this team is 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 turning some sort of defensive quarter for thirty some odd games, I I don't think that's I don't think that's accurate. No, I'm with you, man, and and it's it is it's a little frustrating to me um, because it feels like you know they can play better defense. Like we talk about this all the time. Like th- I think you brought it up, or one of the coaches told you the same the same things that you use to be a great offensive player. You could use those same uh, attributes to be at least a decent defensive player. Mm-hmm. And I like the the crazy thing is I don't even think there's like they're terrible defenders, they're not Buddy Hill level defenders. They just I, I really don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's a lack of resistance on the on the perimeter on a consistent basis, a lack of a rim protector or whatever. But it feels like they could be playing better on the defensive end, and they're not. And you just gotta, I guess you gotta hope that the group that's here, or if it is, maybe, I don't know, maybe it is Mason Plumley gets here. Then it just puts everybody in their certain place. Hey, guys, Mason's here. Come on, let's, let's, we can let's get stops up. now. Let's lock up. We can get stops now. He's playing 12 minutes a game. <laughs> right. So that that's, I'm, I'm with you. We're like, are those moves, are, are you sure those moves are going to bring you what you think it's going to bring you? Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. I don't think that it is. Shout out to our man, Sean. Uh, game you were looking for, 149-129. Uh, Pelicans, October t- uh, 29, 2018. Willie Cauley-Stein with a team high 20 points. Shout out to Willie. I liked Willie. Shout out to him. 129 points lost by 20. That's Goodness gracious. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, it happened to the, to the Nets. They scored like 121 and lost by 30. No, they did. That's because they ran against the juggernaut that was the nationally televised Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Once again, anybody going to the game tonight? Seven thirty. Yeah, for at the Golden for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Well, because they're getting a national TV that's game. It's not tonight. national. That's not the same thing. It's a national TV. It's game. not a. Na- that's not real. <laughs> like when you have like, <laughs> it's not like NBA TV isn't. If I can still watch it on. Uh, NBC Sports California is not a nationally televised. But game. they 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 specifically changed the date, or excuse me, changed the time for this telecast. The NBA did. There's no reason for that. They should have kept it at seven. Well, you no. really want to make me happy? Move it to six. Oh gosh, <laughs> playing Twilight games. <laughs> like me and four other people at home watching it. Um, well, the the schedule which was already out. Like, they didn't adjust anything. The schedule was, I think it's Hawks-Bulls on NBA TV. It's NBA TV doubleheader. Hawks-Bulls. Oh, there's a, a hell of a lead-in. Well, yeah. Sorry about that. That's a 5 o'clock game. So, to be able to get Kings-Memphis as your doubleheader, they had to move it to 730. And they didn't even move it. That's the way it was at the beginning of the schedule. I don't care. It was still, it's still dumb. Let me see. They got another game, too, on NBA TV. I feel like that's on a Sunday, though. Why? Why? What? Don't 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 try to don't try to compensate us with NBA TV games. Mm, they got one on March six here in Sacramento against the Pelicans. That one's at seven o'clock. Then they got another one against Boston on March twenty first here. That's at seven o'clock as well. Looks like this is the only one. Okay. Well, just a reminder. I had no idea it was at seven thirty until John Bull yeah, tweeted John it. John said it this morning. I was like, like, "What the hell? What do you know? It's not." Pulled up the app. Like, well, why? Why are we doing this? I'm gonna go home first. Oh, because you're you're going tonight. Yeah, I'm going tonight. Okay. Yeah. Ain't no way I'm going to a seven thirty game. <laughs> ain't no way I'm going to a seven thirty game that either ain't on national television or ain't the playoffs. <laughs> ain't gonna be me. Did we mention Keegan earlier? Uh, and we got a Keegan. Keegan's twenty nine and fourteen, Man. career high plus career high. We 
it just got louder and louder in the arena. Like every shot he hit, the crowd ramped up a little bit more uh, against Oklahoma City on do Friday you, night. Do you feel like he's turned a corner on a season? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. like what, what can we expect from him this year? Uh, I want 29 and 14 moving forward. That's what I expect. Um, no, I, I, I think, I mean, what do he have? Yes. I think it was like 13 and six or something, somewhere around there against Philly. Um, I, I, I think he can, I think what to expect without using numbers is consistently contributing on the offensive end and rebounding. Yeah. I think we can expect that 14 rebounds, double digit rebounds, probably not. There's not enough of a. In fact, I think the sample size is two, if I'm not mistaken, because <laughs> uh, his career high prior to Friday was 10 mm. that he had just set like the day before. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think somewhere in the vicinity of, you know, five, five plus rebounds, five, five or more rebounds. And like he's a double digit scorer yeah. who clearly is capable of getting hot. Again, I had no idea about that second you know tied for the second quickest player to 100 made threes until our crew at the sacramento kings tweeted it out yeah me me neither i I had no clue that's a heck of of accomplishment yeah it's it's not it's not it's not something i was even expecting to see right um because i probably because he i don't he just doesn't hit threes at that volume to me i mean he did friday Mm -hmm. (laughs) he absolutely did friday but I, I, I don't know. I don't – it just doesn't – maybe it's because he doesn't celebrate or smile or, you know, make a hand signal. He, may, he just doesn't do anything. <laughs> he can make a he just, he, he just He just hits a three and then moves on. Malik Monk could be one of six, and he's going to give you the – He's going to give you the three on the way back. <laughs> and Malik Monk for the first time in seven tries. Hey, shoot, do it. I'll take I'm it. I'm doing it too every time. He, let's every go. single time. Let's I do. Go. I do it. With, that's the thing I've gotten from this year is I do this. all Like Malik Monk is a – he has influenced I, I me. I do the Malik Monk hand signal, and I do Kittle every time he gets a first down. Oh, there you go. I love the they – hit, they hit the glass break. For Kittle, oh, they do. I don't even. Yeah, hear they it. hit the glass. He makes they, the first hit the, down. they hit the Austin. They hit the first couple chords of the Austin theme when he when he gets a first down. See, I'm too busy. I'm you're too busy. Bu- you're too busy showboating. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Keegan had five threes on Friday. Ooh. The, to answer my own question, and and your answer was perfectly fair. I understand it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna obviously say like twenty a game for the rest of the season, but I I could see him like from here on out. Being thirteen and five, you know, some fifteen, sixteen, seventeen point games consistently, um, because I think he's just like you mentioned. He turned the corner from that rookie start to the season. He's more comfortable with what we're doing, and I think uh, I think he's going to be a vital part for this team in the second half of the season with his shooting, with his scoring ability, and I also see him being able to score on different levels now. See him getting a little more comfortable putting the ball on the deck, hitting a couple moves that way. I see him on the boards, on the offensive boards, attacking. In the last two weeks, we've seen him catch a couple bodies. You know, he's starting to get used to that aspect of the game. So I agree with you. He's turned the corner. And I think, you know, that could that could spawn some pretty big games. I don't know if it's 29 again, but it could spawn some pretty big games. The, the real question I think you brought this up earlier. Mm. Is what's Keegan going to be in like two or three years? Mm. Like, what your expectations are now? What are your expectations for Keegan in two or three years? Mm. That's that. Like, that's the real question because this dude is good, man. If we, this dude's man, really good. If we get him on the home court app, or you know, working with you don't need to work with lethal shooter, but you know, the professor. Or, True handles or something like Does that. Does Keegan to get them even have up? a social media account? It's <laughs> a good question. I don't know. No, where's he going to post these videos at? Like, I, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get him working with the best ball handler with Phil Handy or Rico Hines. Rico Hines mm. will be back in the city uh, tomorrow, matter of fact. Okay, but uh, yeah, work on that handle, and he could start doing things off the bounce, creating one on one. Oh man, 
oh man, I'll be doing the gritty for Kings games, <laughs> and their and their uh, series wins in front of the boss's the office again. <laughs> Love you, Stacy. Shout out to our brother Bob Fox if you're listening, by the way, man. We appreciate you, Bob. Yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. Big ups to Bob Fox. We'll come back. Um, we'll talk more Kings basketball. I'm expecting James Hammond here pretty soon. Uh, and we'll talk some football not related to the San Francisco 49ers uh, that we haven't talked yet. That's all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader, Steelo and KC on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Back here on ESPN 1320. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. This is so cool. Back here on ESPN 1320. Yeah, it's just what, this is what the guy just said. Be dummy. Well, because you didn't hear him say it. I can't hear anything. That's true. I can't. Honestly, that's I, can't. I didn't hear him say it either. I can, uh, I can hear Jesse, but I didn't hear that. I, I, I can't hear a thing. But that's all right, man, because my man Jonathan's in here. Uh, he's, 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 he's saving the world. Uh, one, one, one broken thing in, in our new studio you know, at a time. Jonathan, he's a real good guy, but he fell down a couple pecking, a couple of levels on the pecking order for me. He just revealed he's uh, like a Packers fan. Oh man, it's disappointing. A Packers fan. Well, I'm sure he's not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Just you like Aaron Packers Rodgers, fan. Jonathan? Oh wow. Okay. Well, now nothing's ever going to work in here. Now that he knows how we feel about the the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Um, we said this earlier. That this this is a good this is a good set of conference championship games. I think the it four is. best teams uh, in the NFL are 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 set in this one. And the Eagles were just dominant over mm-hmm. o- over the New York Giants. Giants had a hell of a season. Hat tip to them. Mm-hmm. But the 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 Eagles are entering an entirely different type of matchup this weekend. Yeah, this a completely is, different type of matchup. This is this is not the the New York Giants. With all due respect, they had a hell of a season. They did, they, man. They, they did, and it's going to come to an end at some. And point. they've got a um, they've got something to build on. Mm-hmm. You know, they can look at. Some of the guys they had looks like they're going to have to sign Daniel Jones and Saquon back. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can build on that. You can get some more weapons and see what you can do. Um, but, yeah, this isn't – say the Giants on Sunday. Yeah. It's not the Giants. It's what definitely it, not. What, what, did, uh, what did Mike tell Magic? Better eat your Wheaties. Is that who he was talking to? Yeah. Do you remember that commercial when it aired? It was Michael and Magic? That's what – What was it for? That's what – because they were about to play each other in the finals. I don't remember the commercial. I just remember the moment on airtime. I remember the moment on airtime. Yeah. I just didn't know he was talking to Magic Johnson. You better eat your Wheaties. I just thought it was from a Wheaties commercial. It definitely was a Wheaties commercial, but I think that Magic was up. in the Wheaties commercial. Magic or Magic? Oh, you know, gotcha. I, I don't know, but that was yeah. I don't remember the commercial at all, though. I, I don't I either. Just remember it from from the airtime. You better eat your Wheaties. <laughs> I'm gonna Mike do a. Was crazy, Mike. Told him I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a deep dive to try to find that. To try to find that commercial. Can you? 
Can you imagine LeBron doing that to Steph right now? <laughs> no. Who would LeBron do that to right now? LeBron to to. Well, Magic was older. I don't think there's anybody LeBron could do it to right now, but it would be like, I don't know, maybe Tatum saying it's LeBron. <laughs> LeBron would never. Agree. LeBron would never agree to that. Oh, while we're he, he would never agree to allow someone to say better eat your Wheaties. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let you, you know, make the call. Right? Are we gonna we gonna stay with NFL real quick, or you want to talk about Friday night? More on you talked Friday? about you wanted to talk about what happened in L.A. Oh, oh, <laughs> we got all week. Oh yeah, let's let's do that. We got all Let's do that. Cardigan, Shannon Sharp. Okay, so the Memphis Grizzlies are at the Golden One Center tonight. <laughs> So I'm gonna. So Kenny and I are watching this unfold on social media. Like, yo, what is happening right now? Look at look at this tweet. Look at this video. Look at this pic. First of all, we just read it. We didn't. Yeah, even, we're we're we reading read it, and we're happened? like, yo, where's the video for this? <laughs> Eventually, all of the stuff comes out with the Lakers and with the Grizzlies and with Shannon Sharp and you know Shannon's quote after it. And 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 the the, the, the very first thing I said. Is, is the very first thing I'll say right here. With the Memphis Grizzlies coming to town and all that, T. Morant needs to calm down. I agree. Like, you had your moment, and it was fun. The whole Usher gimmick, like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Bro, you're a player's dad. Mm-hmm. Like, you you've you can't conduct yourself that way. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, you don't, you don't need to come fight. You, you don't need to come fight for your son. Right. Like, I, I get it, but no. Yeah. And I know, you know, Dylan Brooks, you know, doing antagonistic things, oh, talking I'm about. Way, I'm way off Dylan Brooks right now. Regular, regular pedestrian, you know, Shannon Sharp. It's like, oh, all right, cool. Regular pedestrian T. Morant would have been thrown out too. Mm. So mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's let's keep That's the same point. energy. That's a great point. Let's keep the same <laughs> the guy energy. Walked from the baseline all the way around. Because if you're going to call Shannon Sharp a regular pedestrian. T. Morant sure as hell is a regular pedestrian. That type of stuff, like, is, it's, you know, it's it's obviously, I don't know if funny is the right word. It's intriguing. You, like, you want to see it. But it's also, hey, let's be aware of what we're putting out there for everyone to see. Right. Because there's going to be another person who's not Shannon Sharp. Right. Who is a regular pedestrian. And another person who's not T. Morant. And is a regular pedestrian and is going to react in ways that we're going to start. We're going to spend four hours the next day talking about fan behavior. Mm-hmm. We got to be careful about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm also amused at how Steven Adams was moving grown human beings around like they were small children in an effort to, I, I, I guess, confront Shannon Sharp, yeah. who Shannon uh, very wisely just ignored and pretended <laughs> like he wasn't there because that's the proper strategy if Stephen Adams appears to be angry with you, you just pretend like you don't see him. Yeah. But if you go back and you watch the video of Steve, Stephen Adams is moving people just with ease out of his way. An angry Stephen Adams is one of the most terrifying things in the world. Yeah, that was so bizarre to see. On Friday night, what this is a scene that happened in the middle of the game. Basically, I think they were going to timeout or something like that. But still, like this is in the middle of the broadcast of the game, and I agree with you 100. Uh, Team Moran's got to calm down a little bit. Like I don't, I I like him on the sidelines. Him with Cat's dad last playoffs, they're on the you know court side and having a good time. He's looking like a superstar. Team Moran is and everything. Like I don't have a problem with that, but. Um, this this isn't this isn't uh, the Drew League though. At the same time, like right. this is this is an NBA game. You can't just be walking around car blanche, you know, challenging people to fights and all this other stuff. Like, just I like T. Moran. I, I do. I like T. Moran. I don't have a problem with him. I just I like for him to just kind of chill out a little bit, a little bit. Still be you, but a little bit chill out, man. Um, though, what do you think about like? How people say like uh, anybody else, like really regular pedestrians, it wouldn't have been let back into the building. These guys went right back to their yeah, seats. just went back to the seats, went back to talking to each other, went back. But, but so that's that's 
the caveat, right? They're not. Yeah. Shannon's not. not. T's not. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that. And they're going to be treated differently. Mm-hmm. But when this gets reenacted, don't be surprised. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those those people aren't coming back, and the, the, the results could be a little, yeah. little sketchier. Yeah. The, but it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. I mean, the Grizzlies... I, if I was if I was uh, Taylor Jenkins, I might have a talk with my with my team. I love who you guys are. I love you know the confidence that you guys have. I love mm-hmm. how much fun you guys have playing the game. We got to settle down a little bit though. Like we're doing a lot right now. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot, and it's hard to have those conversations with a group of guys or a team because they're winning. They just finished winning. They were in the midst of an eleven game winning streak. Uh, when that happened, so it's hard to say like, "Hey, it's time to get back focused and on what's going on." But they they got a they got a lot going on. Ja Moran is the ringleader of that, and I like Ja, but he's the ringleader of all that. I mean, whether it's in real life, whether it's on Twitter, you know, he's always he always got some things to say. It's the Grizzlies are annoying from the outside looking in. They're very annoying. They're very good, but they're very annoying and. If I was a Grizzly fan, like if the Kings turned into this, I would come on these airwaves and be like, let's settle down. Let's just let's just hoop. Let's mm-hmm. hoop. You know what I mean? Shannon's cardigan was fire. Oh my gosh. Wow. Absolute wow. fire. I need one of those. Well, you can afford it. I, I can't. Low, low price of thirty two hundred dollars. Can't afford it. You can afford it. Hey, when when Damien saw what happened um, you know, on Friday. Uh, he walked through his kitchen and came to show me. You know what I mean? That's where he's watching the game. And, and the, there was a kitchen where he's watching the game. There was we a were watching and, the game in the same exact place. I and I was the only one in that whole room who couldn't eat all of the food that was there. I was so hyped. I didn't have nothing for you? Nothing. I, you well, yeah, the, the fruit. I ate you the fruit. I didn't eat the popcorn. I didn't know what was on that popcorn. I was so excited to go get the French fries until I looked at them and saw they were covered in cheese. They were good, too. I did eat one, though. <laughs> oh, my God. This they were good. is so good. That was some good stuff. It was amazing. <laughs> and food at the Golden One Center, boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they do their thing. Is that all so that farm good. to fork? Was that the whole thing with this arena? Everything, every food in there was farm to fork? I don't know if all of it is, but. Hmm. It's still not enough. It to, sure looked uh, like that stuff they they were serving in in, in that room was. They, the they, they still need to put City of Trees back up in the water put, tower, but still. They put Dilo and Casey in a meet and greet in the suite and opened them containers, and boy, there was ribs, <laughs> there was mac and cheese. I was like, oh, was, I was like, oh, oh, okay. They, they knew who was coming. They knew All what right. time it was. All right, we got no, you. No asparagus though. No asparagus. Should have had some broccoli. No. No. Yeah. That was a fun Next night time. on Friday. Uh, yeah. Very, very fun night. Um, I don't have anything else on, on that game. I don't either. I mean, that was – oh, we can move when, – when some would say there was some clown behavior going on on Friday. We can move from that bit of clown behavior to the clown behavior we saw last night with Dame Lillard. He's not the clown. And Pat <sighs> He is the clown. That is perpetual clown behavior. This dude is constantly punching out of his weight class. Oh, my gosh. Whether it's Chris Paul or it's Dame Lillard, it's like, Pat, you ain't that, bro. You're not. And it's, it's too, it's, you're doing too much. One or two times, you know, to, to show everybody you're not backing down and stuff. Like, I get you. You're trying to establish yourself, you know, here in this league. You do it every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. And then when, when somebody is uh, busting you up out there on the court, you ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got all the bravado then. Did you see the the the, the thing with the reporter? The, the, at, on the, at the podium? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Dame, Dame Little had an off shooting, not off. If he had cooked me, you would have said something. I'm gonna say, look, I'm going to say it every time you get cooked now, too. Every single since, time. Since you, since, all right, cool. Every time you get cooked, I'm going to say, we need to start talking about your broke-ass jump shot. How about that? It is broke. It is broke. Hmm. It, is, it, is, it is. I don't know why. I, I, like, I liked Pat Bev for a long time. 
something about the way he number one when he shoved Chris Paul in the back, and then the way he went on that victory lap. Who else did he shoved someone else in the back? Who was it? Was it Aiden? Yeah, did he shove DeAndre Aiden? Yeah, was Aiden. So those two things that trash victory lap that he took uh, after the the Suns got eliminated from the playoffs. He just. He he's all bad. I used to really like Pat Bev. I, I'm not feeling him at this point. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. We haven't talked about the Rui Hachimura move. the The Lakers acquired him in a deal today. I what the Lakers are doing? Kendrick Nunn, and I, I think it's three second round picks. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't confirm that that was the final thing, but uh, three second round picks and 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 Kendrick Nunn to to Washington. I like Rui. I, I do too. But what are the Lakers doing? Like, are they? What, what's going on? I don't. Here? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the best of what they can do. I don't know. For what? I think Rui expires at the end of the year. Um, mm. I think hmm. Kendrick did too. So yeah. I, I don't Let know. Let me see. I think. Well, you know, I'm looking at in in reference to where the Kings are. They're I know Kings were were. <laughs> I think hoops hype. I think hoops hype had uh, the Kings reference with Rui Hachimura, and then before you knew it, he was a Laker. Gone. Yeah, out of nowhere. Um, I'm thinking of how far the how far they are from the Kings. Six back in the loss column, four back in the standings. But I mean, they're a game back from ten, so I guess that's the push they're trying to make. <clears throat> well, I can see. I mean, I could see LeBron in, in that group. Especially with Anthony Davis back, saying just get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, just have a shot at it. Um, yeah. I mean, the embarrassment of of that team missing missing the playoffs again, a, a ten deep playoff guess, opportunity at least. I guess that's the thing, right? Like, you can't not be involved in any kind of postseason play, like you were last year. Mm-hmm. So he makes them better. They didn't give up anything. I mean, I. I like Kendrick Nunn more than most. He hasn't really panned out with the Lakers the way I thought he could. But, you know, they didn't give up much of anything to to acquire a guy like Rui. So. Boy, Houston's okay. lost 13 in a row. Damn. Wow. They are. Steven Silas making it through the season? Yeah, he's going to make it through the season. You gonna, y'all going to put this on him? Because I because because I think he's going to make it through the season. I don't know how much further past that he's going to make it though. Yeah, I think they'll they'll be ready to move on from the end of the season. He, <laughs> and and that's the and that's he was just put in a no win situation. Yeah, I mean they they were not the, from the second he got there. Yep, they weren't planning to win. They weren't they weren't trying to build something to win basketball games. So man, that's a tough situation for him, man. And and here's the here's the thing about it. Houston's still at ten wins. My goodness, that's crazy. Here's a, a Detroit at twelve. Detroit was talking real greasy in the off season too. Real greasy. Mm, interesting. Um, there, here's the frustrating thing about it for a guy like Stephen Silas. He might not get another shot. Yeah, he might not. And this is and he, he'll be. People will look at this moment, mm-hmm. this team that he he worked with, and be like, ah, he's not cut out to be a coach. Well. Nobody's winning with this group. Yeah, the group is terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awful. He was just put in an in, in, impossible situation. We see we see that so often. I feel like we see that more in the NFL mm-hmm. than we do like Lovey Smith. Like mm-hmm. what what the hell was Lovey Smith gonna do? I feel like we see that so often in the NFL where guys are put in just really terrible positions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the thing Big difference between a guy like Lovey Smith in the NFL and a guy like Steven Silas. This was Silas's first job. Right. Like, all right, now what? Like, he had to deal with this, his first go around, and it's you literally have nothing to put on your resume. Mm-hmm. He almost has to start completely over the only thing, when, this, when this comes to an end. The only thing he can hope for is he goes on somebody's staff, um, he ends up being a lead assistant, and it sounds crazy, but that guy gets fired. And he's the interim, like a Jock Vaughn situation, or that team wins. Yeah, and he gets the rub from that. Right, he get the right exactly, exactly. It's a crazy game. Steve Nash got a coaching job though. It's a whole other Straight story, buddy. 
It's Steve old. Nash. Steve Nash was like a skill development trainer with the Warriors for a year, mm-hmm. and end up coaching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it it, it 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 was trendy for a minute. I thought I thought I thought Fisher killed it. Like once, once because uh, yeah, who was like Jason Kidd was like retirement to coach, mm-hmm. and then Derek they did it with Derek Fisher, and it didn't work. And it was like, all right, maybe we stop this. Right. Okay, maybe, 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 maybe Jason Kidd is kind of a one of one here, and 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 we don't do that anymore. Right. Um, but nope, we felt the need to do it. And Steve Nash didn't go straight from you know retirement to coaching. Right, it, it had been a few years. He was actually doing nothing. Like he was, and then he came like soccer matches. Yeah, <laughs> right. like, you know, I'm gonna go coach Kevin he Durant was doing and Kyrie like Irving. A New York City pickup soccer <laughs> leagues, and then he did a year. He shadowed the Warriors for a year, and then all of a sudden he's a head coach, and that and that's that's that was always the thing, right? Like even you talk about Jason Kidd, and I don't remember Jason Jarek Fisher's job off the top of my head, but Kidd took over the Bucks when they weren't that good. Like to a certain degree, he helped build them up mm-hmm. with Jabari and Giannis and, and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Nash went right into an NBA contender or NBA championship contender. Hey, come on, man. And he had the opposite effect that Jason Kidd had. <laughs> he 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 tore that team to pieces. <laughs> he had some help, uh, but that team he just disintegrated. They fire him, and oh my God, look, they win like what was it, twelve in a row? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course Kevin Durant goes out, and everything changes for them. Hey, I still don't think the Pacers have won. I don't think they have either. I, I was they played they played Phoenix close the other night. Yeah, they you still see Tyrese wearing the Brock Purdy jersey. No, yeah. no, I didn't see I that. I guess they were at Iowa State at the same time. Okay, so he came into That's the game dope. wearing a Purdy thirteen, really baggy jersey. pants, really baggy pants. Jeez, Anti. it looked terrible. Did really he walk did. robotic like he did at the Golden One Center? I just it's like he was really uncomfortable. I just saw the still shot. I, I oh. didn't see him walking in. All right. Was... Um, real quick, uh, I guess I got it. Change it. Maybe we'll talk about it more tomorrow or whatever. But did you see what happened with Ed Reed and Bethune Cookman? Yeah, that I'm so a bit situation. unclear as to what happened, but I saw what happened. And why? How does the Dion fa- FaceTime factor into all of this? I didn't see. That. Did you see the? De- so I don't know. I'm I'm so confused as to if he was giving a speech to his team and had Dion on FaceTime and Dion was a part of it. I, I'm, I was, I was so confused uh, reading this story. That situation uh, was, but wild. yeah, and, no and good. what's even, even no more good. wild about it is, and I, I'm not putting blame on him by, by any means, but it kind of feels like Ed Reed accepted the job and then went to the campus for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, what like, the hell is this? <laughs> Like, how does that happen? Like, should you go and see what's going on before you say, yes, I'm about to be your head coach? I don't know. Let's bring James Ham onto the screen because I'm watching James over there, and uh, I'm guessing your headphones aren't working, and you're a little confused by that. Yeah, my headphones don't work. Yeah, none of ours are. Oh. Yeah. Mine are. (laughs) Oh, just Kenny's. Well, isn't that nice? Well, I guess I can take these out. Well, isn't that nice? (laughs) Guess it's just... It's Ken- Kenny Caraway and friends here. At least, at least Jonathan came in and ke- fixed Kenny's headphones. Mine don't work. James's don't work. Uh, nope. But we'll uh, – James Ham is here. Uh, we'll talk about some things that you saw at shoot-around. Well, we got a minute. You, Chemezi, you said – yeah, I know you saw Chemezi was out there on the floor. Was he practicing? Yeah, he's he's wearing a knee brace, uh, mm-hmm. like a sleeve, but he's out there. Um, I was as shocked as anybody – like I don't know that that means he's going to play tonight, mm-hmm. but certainly uh, he's like he avoided major injury, which I did not think would be the case um, when we first got the initial report. You know that it was a knee issue, and mm. you watched the replay back a couple yeah, of times. And the replay looked yucky. Hyperextension at yeah. least, and you know they're saying a bone bruise. But remember, De'Aaron Fox had a bone bruise early in the season in his knee and came back. Uh, he missed I think one or two games. Um, so, I mean, I guess you can play through them. Uh, I didn't know that because, yeah. like, the, not to not shots fired, but I mean, I remember Marvin Bagley missed like 22 well, games oh, that man. one year well, with a uh, bone bru- bruise in his a, knee. It's a whole nother story. Um, you also reported, tweeted out, um, and we hadn't talked about it yet, but Ja and Steven Adams are questionable. Today. Yeah. 
for, yeah, yeah. for the Grizzlies. So. Steven Adams should take that. He had a traumatic weekend he dealing really with did. Shannon Sharp, and yeah. he should take the weekend. <laughs> he should take this one off. Ja and T need to just sit down and just kind of reevaluate things too. Yeah. Basketball should be the last thing on their mind. I think so. They've been getting a little crazy. Let's take a second yeah, to think about things. T need to comment. Although, hell, they probably should play. Well, given what happened on Saturday. <laughs> they uh, probably should play. We'll talk more about the Kings and the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, we'll talk about the Kings and the Sixers. We can even talk about the Kings and the Thunder. We'll talk Kings basketball with our 1320 Kings insider and creator, the Kings beat James Ham, who's here with us on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC. And Casey continues on ESPN 1320. Hey, Damien, I got two things. Coming back here, D'Lo and Casey. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, two things. You want the uh, you want the bad news or the fun news first? No, give me. Let's get the bad news over with. All right, bad news. Shout out to our guy uh, Brandon Scoop B Robinson. Okay. Yeah, who uh, had a tweet, a report out earlier saying Pelicans forward Brandon Ingram went through a practice today, sources tell, at Bally Sports. I'm told, and I don't like this, mm. I'm told if he can tolerate the pain, he will play. Oh. And now well, he has been listed as doubtful for Tuesday. But, I mean, what what, what do you mean if he can tolerate yeah, the pain? Well, clearly just, he can't tolerate the pain. <laughs> something is not adding up with this. Yeah, I, I don't like that dog. Um, so that was the bad news. That Brandon Ingram thing is so weird. It's really bizarre. Uh, the good news is, shout out to Tyler Jennings. He found a tweet. Guess who was at the 49ers game yesterday? In a George Kittle jersey. Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't know. Besides him. Um, no, I don't know if Stone Cold's really there. Our guy, the rookie, was at Levi's, Keegan Murray. Oh, is that Decked right? Out in a George oh, Kittle very jersey. nice. Yeah, big ups. Very nice. Big ups, big ups. That's Iowa love right there, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I'm with it. I like it. I like it. Uh, James, Han- how are you feeling, James? You're, you're a 49ers guy after yesterday's victory against the Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I was stressed out the whole, the whole <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah, Jay. I was stressed out because I was thinking, man, they're going to get some lucky touchdown, and then they're not going to go for the extra point because their their kicker is horrible. Yeah. And I was like, go for they're going to go for two, and yeah. they're going to beat the Niners in the final seconds. Um, my honest opinion, I thought Kyle Shanahan just got outcoached so badly early on. Damn. Like, he wouldn't open the playbook. He was way too conservative. And Dallas knew it was almost like they had their feed. Dallas knew every single play that was coming. Oh, Dan like, Quinn. Dan a guy Quinn. was was there waiting every single step of the way. And I just thought it was way too conservative. He was way too concerned about Brock Purdy making a mistake. And then as soon as he let off, it's like, okay, there we go. Like you can go 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 win the game. Let the kid win the game, mm. and like I thought he responded well. I thought you know the Kittle catch was incredible, mm, amazing. Uh, yeah, but you know like they were stacking the line, saying we're not going to let you run. So you're going to have to beat us with your young quarterback, and their young quarterback beat him. Underrated uh, move by Kyle. It was a minor one. I'm not saying it won him the game or anything, but it was at the time it was pretty heads up. Um, that pass Having play. someone rush against the center, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, poor Zeke. <laughs> poor Zeke. Dang. He just got crushed. Dang, that's cold. That's awful. <laughs> but uh, the pass play for a first down right before the two-minute warning, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. that it's going to stop yeah, anyway, stop so get your best play in there. Yeah. Dallas was probably expecting him to run, so you had a one-on-one opportunity. And uh, the game would have ended a lot earlier if Elijah Mitchell would have gotten out of bounds or stayed Why in was Elijah Mitchell in the game? So No, because he's a true. Because he can. But uh, he, Elijah was hot. Elijah yeah, Elijah. Yeah, he had a, he had a game. I, I think the, the, the running game wasn't stellar, but overall between the two of them, I don't think it was bad. I also think it's tough to criticize Elijah Mitchell. I understand you got to be aware and you got to be, you got to know the situation. But he's also in the moment and he probably it's 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 i i don't think it's as easy as people think to he's thinking about 50 things he's realized he's got a little room i didn't i'm not going to kill him too much for not no, no, knowing no. hey you got to fall down no yeah. he thought he was going the distance he or at least he had that in his mind 
but you have to be in the moment. You have to understand what the what's on the line because what he did is he left 40 seconds on the clock. Well, shout out to the Dallas tight end who just gave it all back. <laughs> who, who, who didn't know who didn't know how the how the out of bounds uh works. You got to you got to be moving forward. Oh yeah. Well, he got blasted. He and, did. And then the other tight end who didn't drag his foot? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. man. I mean, at least if they did Oof. that, they would they could have at least thrown a bomb. Mm-hmm. But that was just Cowboys gonna cowboy. Horrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Really, really poor. It was it was that play that brought out the Ezekiel Elliott under center play. <laughs> I wonder what Zeke was thinking. <laughs> I I wish Zeke could honestly, I wish Zeke could just said, No, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. What am I gonna do that for? Absolutely not. Put the center out there to be the center. Yeah, three guys play, lined up like that play was trash, bro. <laughs> I know I know there's always so much you could do in that situation, ca- but that play was garbage. The Cowboys rushed two and got to Dak Prescott in like a second and a half. Yeah. Like Dak Prescott had he had to throw a ten yard pass and had no time. <laughs> People saying he was well, it was supposed to be a lateral to, to Ezekiel Elliott. How? <laughs> How did Mike McCarthy think that was gonna go? Did they just think no one would have uh, was gonna line up op- opposite I don't know. of him? I, I have no idea. Because you know that one of the options is gonna be him. So you could you could have seen like a hook and ladder to him, but he was ineligible, so he couldn't catch a pass he could catch a lateral though yeah he can't catch a pass but well, he could that catch means a he would have had to go behind that's right <laughs> like what work come on like man. he's seven yards when, ahead of him snapping you, the ball when you think about how the cowboys have lost their last two playoff games both <laughs> against the san francisco 49ers that's pretty amazing it, it that play and then you have the dak prescott draw no I watched that. I watched that again uh, before the game yesterday. That was did, so bad. Did you get so, so? You watched the whole thing. I watched that play. Yeah. Didn't I? If look, because I think they showed it, or maybe I saw it on a clip making fun of the Cowboys, because there was a lot of that going yeah. on last night. I partaked. The referee kind of tackled Dak Prescott <laughs> trying to set the ball. Well, yeah. Well, that's when that's what was so ridiculous from the Cowboys. Dak goes down. Places the ball down yep. and lines up. No, you That's can't not how do that. that works. <laughs> you can't do that. Dak should have slid, found the nearest ref, tossed nope. it to him, yep. and then got set. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's your own fault you got in the ref's way. You shouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah, it was messy. Even the the end of the first half, Shanahan just like what was it? Twenty eight seconds, twenty four so, seconds. They let roll off the clock. I, I what didn't. What are they doing? I didn't like that. Here's what he did. He explained it after the game. His mindset, whether you agree with him or not, was no matter what, they can't get the ball before the half. I would be, he said, I don't know if this is a quote, but essentially he was saying, I would be fine not scoring if it meant the the most important thing was them not having the ball before the half. But that's okay on the first snap of, you know, of the drive. But once you start getting yards – like your mindset has to change. You can't just be in some weird box well, thinking, "Oh, we can't let them have the ball with 20 seconds left. They could score." Like you had an opportunity to go down and score a touchdown, but you didn't give yourself any op- the, the chance to do that well, because the, you kept doing weird stuff. Well, the killer, the killer was the second down play. So they get like 9 yards on first down. They hurry back up, no huddle, get to the line. They're going to hand it off. Typically, you get a first down, and then maybe you get a timeout or whatever. But on that second down play, they got stuffed, and now you're looking at third and two with like 50 seconds left. It's like, all right, well, say we call a timeout right now and we don't get it. We're putting the ball back, giving them 40 seconds left. So he wound that down to like 30 seconds, then called the timeout. And he talked about he was like he was he was like transparent about it in what I read, but. He's like, I understand. Like, I understand fans being like frustrated with that. Like, I get it. But the way that I looked at it, the most important thing was they didn't get the ball back. And we could say that's ridiculous, but it happened to him the game before with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks had the ball with like mm-hmm. 15 seconds left. Personal foul. They kick a field goal to, to one. Uh, at the yeah. end of the half. So that might have been in his head as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. We've learned James doesn't like Kyle Shanahan here to start this. <laughs> I like Kyle Shanahan. I just think that he really James is conservative. He is very, very conservative, and we hear all about this offensive genius stuff all the time about him. And then I thought the Cowboys' defense was really good yesterday. I thought they played. Good. Yeah, I thought, I th- they were I thought really so too. Good. But I also thought that they knew your playbook. You you weren't creative at all, and you were super conservative. And at some point, you were going to have to put the ball in Purdy's hands and ask him to win the game. Well, you know what? They probably did. I mean, Dan Quinn hired Kyle Shanahan. Mm. So Dan Quinn probably knew all the tendencies. When Kyle Shanahan coached the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah. (laughs) Dan Quinn, 0-0 in Super Bowls uh, in his career. Never lost. Never lost. (laughs) You know, I mean, to your point, uh, James, they probably did have a good idea of what was coming or what was – like, here's how we're going to defend Kyle. We talk about basketball and other sports. This is what they want to do. Don't overreact to if they do something one time or whatever. This is what I always tell you. Like, I used to say this about the Warriors. They want the three. Don't give them the three. If they blow by you a couple of times, don't overreact to that. They want the three ball. And that's probably, you know, in this case, Dan Quinn was like, Kyle wants to go in the middle of the field. I'm not giving you the middle of the field. Do you figure it out some other way? But I'm not giving you that. Well, he didn't want them to run the ball. I mean, he wanted to stop yeah, he the run. The box, yeah. I mean, it was very apparent. That's all you had to like, and that's why Kittle was wide open in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They're stacking the box, making sure that you did not get anything going. So, yeah, and that's great strategy. That's the way I would defend the Niners. Yeah. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.